Hey, my name is Kate. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Artwise. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this the day it comes out. If not, happy whatever day it is for you. I'm back here with an awesome guest. Today we have Amanda, and I'm just going to let her tell you what she's all about. Hi, guys. My name's Amanda, and I'm a Canadian digital artist. I usually do surrealism. I'm also a brand designer, so I'm doing both of those kind of part-time right now. Awesome. So the very first question that I like to ask everybody pretty much is how did you begin your art journey? So like, I know a lot of people have different backstories, but I want to know like full story, like full story, birth till now, how did you get to where you are (laughs) in terms of like art journey? Okay, cool. So my art journey started really, really young. I started painting from the time that I could walk. (laughs) And I was one of those children that liked to paint my entire body. And thankfully, my parents didn't, you know, disown me for that. (laughs) Because I made quite a bit of a mess (laughs) all the time. And that really started it. And I never stopped until I was about 18. So I did it all through high school. And that was something that I really thought that I was going to do. But unfortunately, throughout my life, a lot of people deterred me from doing that because of obvious stereotypes of being an artist and not being able to make money and that sort of thing. So I decided to go into graphic design specialized in consumer product packaging. So I did that for three years and then I worked corporate. And during that time, I kind of lost my art for a while. And it was, it was kind of weird because I when I worked corporate, it was like I was searching for happiness in a way. And yet what made me truly happy was making art. But I was so like forced off of that path because of other influences in my life. So then I started creating art again in 2018. And that's when I started making a lot of digital art. And I've done it ever since. And I kind of fell in love with it. And I just decided that that's what I wanted to do. And that was what's going to make me happy rather than working corporate for (laughs) obvious downfalls of corporate life. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I feel your pain. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I too have been a victim of the whole corporate thing because I was also told that was the only way to really make money as an artist. And It sucks because like, not to like bash on anyone, because like, I know a lot of people who have really enjoyed, you know, like the corporate lifestyle, like working the corporate job, having the consistent paycheck, because it is nice. And it is, it does feel like very secure. And it does feel, you know, like, it's nice to have a consistent paycheck and know what's coming in and to like, feel comfortable and to be able to like clock out at the end of the day and not have to worry about work. Like it is nice, but also... It it depends on what kind of artist you are, too, because like, you know, depending on like what kind of art you're making for like what kind of company, you kind of get trapped in this box of like, 
all your creativity gets sucked out of you for nine hours a day. And then you come home and the last thing you want to do is make more stuff because that's you just spent the whole day making stuff. And now you have to make stuff that you want to make. And like, there's no room left for you to like make things for yourself almost. And it's, it's, it sucks. I've been there. It's just awful. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really does suck. I also was in the situation of I was driving for three hours a day. I was working for eight and then I was going to the gym for two hours a day. And for whatever reason, I believed by doing that, it would make me happy. But (laughs) all I did was spend my weekends recovering from sleep deprivation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I don't know why. When you said that, my brain went, you should go for a walk after this. So I'm thinking I'm going to go outside and go for a walk because I'm like thinking about like, right, because like people who who go to the gym just seem like they have their shit together. Like they just seem so well put together. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I had my shit together. (laughs) I really felt like I had my shit together and I had a lot of energy, but like as soon as you drive that much and spend that time at the gym and then put all of that energy into work, you're just like screwed kind of. Cause that's like, that's like a 14 hour day or something. And then <sighs> I just like don't sleep, which is, you know, not healthy. And it makes you do stupid things oh really. <laughs> I'm literally in that predicament right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing so much. I totally like, I, I feel where you're coming from. And like, that's why I'm so glad that you're on here to talk about it because I feel like the, I'm going to make up a word cause I can't think of one for it, but like the overworkedness, that's definitely not a word, but I'm going to use it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone, like, artists overworking themselves is something that I feel like is not talked about enough. And I don't think we've actually talked about it on the podcast yet, but I think it's really important because I feel like a lot of artists yeah. feel the need to do that, especially if they're being told by people, Oh, you don't have a real job. I can't even count on my hands. How many times someone's told me to get a real job it's like literally like I you know I have a always always (laughs) (laughs) yeah even even when I was in when I was working in structural design as a cardboard box designer I was told I didn't have a real job or people just don't understand they're like I don't understand you and then they don't you know take the time to bother to understand you (laughs) Yeah. Which is super I think that's super normal in like all creative fields. There's a lot oh, of yeah. you know, miscommunication or like, oh, you're just an artist or oh, you're just whatever, even though you went to school and developed a skill just like anyone else who does that. Uh yeah. It's yeah. absolutely infuriating because I feel like it kind of and there's a lot of other factors that go into this too, but one of the things that bred my like workaholicism, if that, that's not a word either, but I, you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'm just speaking like a child this episode. Uh, but like cool. me, it's a word now. Me being a workaholic was definitely bred by a lot of things, but one of them was like constantly being told that I don't have a real job. It made me feel like, okay, I have to compensate by not taking breaks and making myself successful so I can prove yes. people wrong. But it sucks. It's not fun. It's not healthy. It's like no. not good for your mental health, but it's just, it's crazy. Cause like every time I hear somebody say like, oh, I'm going to the gym after this. I'm like, that person's got their life together. <laughs> I don't know why. Just like immediately. Cause I can, you know, I've been, I've been to the gym a few times in my, in my whole life, <laughs> like maybe like a handful of times. And like, every time I go to the gym, I'm like, this is really nice. I'm going to do this 
three days a week and then I don't. I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm oh like, my gosh. yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll do something else. Maybe I'll just like continue to work on like this project or this thing or whatever. And yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. That's actually <laughs> so funny. I was, I was considered a gym rat. Like <laughs> I was one of those girls that went to the gym and like pumped weights and like exhausted myself. But honestly, I believe that I went to the gym, not not only for like, I felt better and all that sort of thing. But like, I felt like I actually achieved something when I went there, which is kind of unfortunate, because I feel like if you have a job, and you like love your job, you should feel like you achieve something and are like, satisfied with that in your job. Mm-hmm. But I just I wasn't getting that. So I went to the gym and I felt satisfied, like, yeah, I just lifted all that weight, like, woo! (laughs) And then I was like, yeah, I accomplished something today, which is kind of weird, because that should happen other places than just the gym. Yeah, Yeah, you should get dopamine from everything. See, like, I had the same problem where I was no longer feeling accomplished by my job, but, like, I just got another job. Yeah, you know, like, and then I'd be like, "Wow, I have, I have." Yeah. And then I'd tell people, I talk to people, I'm like, "I have three jobs right now," and I'm like, "God, Caitlin, shut up! That's not a flex." Shut yeah. up! I'm just telling myself, like, "No, stop telling people that you have three jobs. That's literally so pathetic." And I still can't make rent, and I'm like, "I have three jobs." It's actually sad. Not, I mean, I do have three jobs right now, but that's not the point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I have for like a year, and I'm like why do I do this? But no, yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. But yeah, corporate America, that's like so upsetting. So since we're, we're talking about like working, you know, corporate, corporate type jobs, how, like, what's, what is the story? How did you go from a corporate job, like a structural box designer into a digital artist and and freelance brand designer? Like, what did that transition look like for you? Yeah, so it's actually an interesting story (laughs) and maybe surprising to a lot of people, which is exciting, Mm -hmm. but it was drastic and it's definitely not a path for everyone. And of course, everyone's going to have a different journey. So, so yeah, basically I was doing display design, which is, you know, those little cardboard displays when you go into Walmart and that sort of thing. And I was working, I was working on that. And then I, I quit. (laughs) I quit and I started doing in-house graphics, which was when I really kind of discovered marketing and kind of got a view of how that functions with a graphic designer. So I switched from structural design and went and became a graphic designer. And during that time, I was there for about two years. So during that time, I had access to a learning platform and I sat there and learned everything I possibly could because I was like I basically was like I'm not happy you know and I want I want to be happy like you know everyone else right and so I just started teaching myself stuff and what's funny about that is like I wasn't actually anticipating leaving or anything but I ended up suffering a concussion (laughs) and that was a very tragic experience for me and like which is kind of also odd because usually when people have a concussion, it's like two weeks and they like don't feel so well and like they have some issues and that sort of thing. But I ended up having persistent concussion symptoms that lasted for like years. And so, yeah, it was honestly so crazy. And so like for the first eight months, I was still trying to work because, you know, everyone needs money to 
exist and that sort of thing. So I was dealing with a lot of like, I would get migraines constantly. I would just like, sometimes I would look at a screen and everything would go blurry. So, (laughs) and so for the first like six months, I was going to my doctor and was like, you know, help me. (laughs) And they were like, oh yeah, just, just rest. You're going to be fine. (laughs) And so, yeah, so they basically did nothing for me, which really affected my mental health a lot. And I was just like, everything was just getting way worse. And like, I wasn't getting any better. And I was getting to the point where I was just like, as like, is this it? Is this this literally going to be my life? And that was super difficult. So I actually came from a really, really dark place. And so I ended up quitting my job. Because I was like, nothing's helping. This is not like going well. And so basically, they figured out that I damaged the nerve endings of my eyes. (laughs) And so that was affecting a lot of problems. And so when I quit, that was basically the first time in my life where I didn't have any obligation to go anywhere. Unfortunately, at that time, I was able to move back in with my parents, which was drastic in itself because I was like, old was I? I was 25. And moving back in with your parents at 25 is socially traumatizing in lots of ways. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, you had to move back in with your parents? (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's really difficult. So... (laughs) So I did the next logical thing. I booked a one-way ticket to England. And so (laughs) (laughs) that also didn't come out of nowhere. For some context, like my boyfriend is a British citizen and he was like, Amanda, do you want to come to England with me? And I felt really shitty, like generally, and I wasn't, my mental health was really terrible. But you know what? When someone asks you, to go to England with them, you always say yes. (laughs) So I booked my first one-way ticket ever in my life. And I had also never left Canada. So that was crazy. So, (laughs) and I didn't go with a visa. So basically I could stay in England for six months at a time. So Mm. I get to England (laughs) and around like a month after I arrived in England, COVID happened. So that was also mental. So I literally thought I was going to (laughs) die. I thought I was going to starve to death in England. (laughs) Because so there was a lot of like, I was in London, and there was a lot of like, military action kind of happening. Mm -hmm. And it's very different from Canada, because Canada, if you have riots, or whatever, they're not really riots, like people stand in the street with a sign and yell and maybe someone gets hit with a sign and that's basically all that happens but if you know anything about England and the riots like they destroy things things are lit on fire people die like crazy things happen so that was kind of giving me anxiety and then if you go to the grocery store in England at that time there was like nothing on the shelves there was nothing I was just like oh my god I'm in a foreign country Yeah, Yeah. I'm in a foreign country and I am going to die. It was amazing. So, so I didn't die, obviously. I was fine. I was just freaking out. And so while I was in England, 
during COVID, I started freelancing. And I think that it worked out because I, like, in England itself, they have a lot of small businesses. There was ton- There's tons of small businesses compared to, like, Canada itself. And because of COVID, a lot of them were also having difficulties. So I, I didn't have that much trouble getting work, but I also had built up a lot of knowledge while I was at that other job where I was a graphic designer because I was just absorbing information. And that's just, you know, something I did because I wanted, I wanted something different. Mm -hmm. So I think that that really helped me. And I also had connections when I got there because of my boyfriend. I think if I didn't have those things, it wouldn't have went so well. But yeah, so after my six months, I then went to Spain because I had to leave the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was amazing. First of all, like I love Spain. I fell in love with Spain. It was kind of weird being there without, you know, knowing Spanish. Yeah, I did not know Spanish at all. And thankfully, while we were there, the B&B that we were staying in, there happened to be some British people there. So thank God for that, because (laughs) otherwise I don't know how well I would have survived. (laughs) But that was amazing. So I was there for about a month. And I just, I also freelance because I did have, I also had clients from Canada because I started freelancing prior to leaving and that sort of thing. So that's basically how I survived. And then I went back to England after Spain and continued to freelance. And then eventually I came back because of my, my next six month traveler visa. And then I've basically been in Canada since then. So over that time and last year, I develop skills to be a brand designer and I'm still, you know, I'm still working on that. And like, it's definitely been a crazy learning curve and I have had a lot of support through that. But yeah, that's, (laughs) that's how I landed where I am now. And yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. That's that's crazy. Okay. (laughs) So first of all, are are you feeling better now when they when they figured out the problem? Or is it like, like, how does how is your health doing? Like since figuring out like what was wrong? Yeah, so that is also a crazy story. I when I got to England, it was about like, two weeks in, I started to feel better. And I don't know why it was just like, all of a sudden, I was just like, I think, honestly, I think it's because my mental health got better. I think a part of the reason why I was struggling so much was because my mental health was not very good. Like, and it was just like, it was just like life. Like, mm-hmm. life just came back to me in such a weird way because I like, it's, I don't want to say like, <laughs> like I found a reason to live again or anything because it wasn't quite that drastic, but like, it was like, this could be fine. Like I could be fine. And like kind of that, that like feeling of hope helped me a lot. And like having, having those experiences and like really, you know, the, (laughs) the healing effects of kind of just existing and not having so much pressure to like perform because for so long I was still trying to work And because of that, I think that there was a lot of like pressure, you have to show up every day and you have to, you know, produce something and you have to prove your value and all that sort of thing. But like just existing 
in in England and having those experiences was super super healing for me and so it gradually got better like I do right now I do still get symptoms like I have like eye floaters and like I'll get migraines sometimes but overall like I feel way better and yeah so it was it was kind of crazy (laughs) yeah yeah I, I will second that as an artist with, you know, chronic health issues. I actually had a concussion too in 2019. Oh my and fortunately, mine, my concussion, well, it was funny because like when I when I first had the concussion, like I, I went to the hospital via like ambulance and everyone kept asking me, did you hit your head? And I was like, no. And they were like... <laughs> okay and then like I remember like when I was about to be discharged the like before I was about to be discharged I was sitting in the hospital and I was feeling my head and I was like why does my head hurt and I felt like this bump on my head and I was like oh and then the doctor came back in and I was like I think I did hit my head actually I think I did and she was like yeah I know you have a concussion and I was like oh (laughs) I I have no recollection recollection of hitting my head at all whatsoever sometimes though like you you forget (laughs) I had no idea (laughs) I still don't remember hitting my head but I must have because I had a concussion but yeah my concussion symptoms weren't bad like I didn't even realize I had one until I was told I had one and like the weirdest thing was I I had like my like things would look kind of blue like everything looked a tint of blue which was really weird but that was like the only weird concussion symptom I had and it it did go away after a couple of weeks but I and I was telling you before we got on this call like I have chronic migraine and I will say without a doubt before COVID when I was going into the office every day and my my day was absolutely packed because my office was I had an hour commute. So I was in the car for at least like two to three hours a day yeah. when I had to drive to work. And then I was at work for nine hours. So realistically, my day was like a 12 hour day. And then I'd get home, I'd shower, and then I'd like eat and then I'd just go to sleep and it would start over. And yeah. like as an artist and just a person in general who like works that much and also has like health issues, as soon yeah. as COVID happened and I was able to start working from home, my migraines have gotten significantly better and they didn't start getting worse until recently because I, you know, am like going through that transitional, yeah. very stressful yeah. <laughs> phase. And I also, it's so funny. Like, I feel like we're twins or something. <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking I might like do some traveling or just I need some kind of break like once I um, finish with my my notice that I gave my job because it is like it's so important for not just artists but like everyone to like know when their breaking point is and also make sure that like your mental health is because like a lot of people underestimate how much it can affect your physical health Mm -hmm. and like I would not you know it, it doesn't shock me at all that like you got so sick and you were so stressed that you couldn't, your body literally couldn't heal because you were just yeah. in panic, panic mode. That's literally yeah. like what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely panicking. I was definitely panicking. Yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling it's not fun and it sucks. So yeah. if you ever feel yourself getting to that point, like take it from me, someone <laughs> whose body literally gives out on them every time I get to, cause like, I don't handle stress. Well, I'll be the first to admit it. I don't handle stress yeah. well at all. Like even like the most minor inconvenience, I, it will be the end of the world for me, for my body, for my nervous. Cause I'm very nervous person. Yeah. And yeah, it's super important. I think like a lot of artists think like, Oh, I have an easy job. I get to do what I love. It's, it's so stressful being an artist because you, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really, yeah, I really think like there's also a persona that's kind of like displayed over social media of that nature. Like, you know, I'm an artist. I stand in my studio all day and just like paint and like my life is so carefree and all those other kind of things. Like maybe that they're not trying to do that, but like I definitely feel like that when I look at other people's like art accounts, it looks like they're so like, like everything's great. All I do is paint. Like my life is complete. (laughs) But like, of course it's just social media and like you don't see what happens. You know, they could record that video and then have a, crying breakdown (laughs) I had a breakdown like I just I was telling you this before we started recording too I had a break I had like three breakdowns today well actually it was one breakdown that like was coming in waves but like (laughs) I had a breakdown today before recording like it's not all sunshine and rainbows and it's actually really hard and I I feel like we aren't like artists especially especially with the age of social media like people aren't honest enough about how difficult it really is not even just for artists but just like being a person in this day and age and this time is just incredibly difficult it's like we're in the middle of hustle culture where you're expected to you're expected to work constantly and not Mm -hmm. need to recharge but like Mm -hmm. the reality is like you're you like this life is not meant to be like wasted on being stressed and feeling like you're not doing enough because like just existing and just doing what you love is like enough and it should be enough. And it's frustrating that it feels like it's not, it's really, it makes me, it grinds my gears real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually though, like it is, it is a really crazy topic. And I do think, I also agree that like people don't talk about that enough. And Mm -hmm. I think like, man, it's like, yeah, they want to they wanna portray themselves as it being easy and all that sort of thing, which, you know, I understand because then you have people who envy you, you oh, know, yeah. and that causes, like, that causes social attention, which is what social media is all about, oh, but it also yeah. causes this crazy misconception and can really, like, damage people, you know? Like, if Absolutely. They also, yeah, if they also try and reach for that they can find these crazy walls, like even imposter syndrome. Like, yeah, I actually had a lot of imposter syndrome when I started my art, which is kind of, I thought it was kind of weird. I didn't expect to have imposter syndrome, but I was just like, ah, like I'm, I'm a designer, you know, I went to school and became a designer. What am I doing? Like making art and like talking about making art, even though I had like, I've painted since I was a little child. Like we, you know talked about and like you know anyone who makes art you're an artist like you really are an artist and you know and I think unfortunately I think people like people in capitalism take that away from artists oh yeah blaming themselves being an artist because you don't have to go to school you really don't Mm -mm. and like nope yeah it's so crazy especially if you're in America god don't even (laughs) sorry I'm like I it's too expensive for what it's worth especially talking about you know imposter syndrome and and all the things and how you know going to college is like 
it can be worth it for certain people. But if you already know what you want to do, we live in a day and age where it's so easy to teach yourself things and learn things online. And a lot of like what I've done in my career has been things that I taught myself. Like, yes, I have a degree. My degree is not even in art. I have a general education associate in arts. I was able to get, you know, my corporate job. If that's like your goal is to get a corporate job, because I know a lot of people want to work in corporate. I at one point was one of those people, which is why I was doing it. I taught myself all of that. In fact, I, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I lied on a resume to get my first job in art. I said, I knew, yeah. I was like, yeah, I know Illustrator. Never touched it. Never touched Illustrator <laughs> in my life. Lied on my that resume. Is such, oh my gosh. That is such a funny point. I, I, like. I would never do that now, but 18 year old me was on something else. I was like, it's the same Wait. as Photoshop. Basically I can figure it out. And then yeah. I remember like my second day at work, they handed me like a pile of stuff to like vectorize and they were like, you can do that, right? I was at, oh, this was at a custom t-shirt shop. This isn't at my current yeah. job. But I was at a custom t-shirt shop and they handed me a pile of like stuff to vectorize. I was like, yeah. And I remember sitting there <laughs> just staring at the screen like, but like the yeah. thing is like, I was like, oh, I'm just a little bit like rusty, whatever. I made yeah. up like some excuse and then I went home and watched a bunch of tutorials and I went back the next day and I did all of it and no one knew. Like no one knew that I didn't know how to use Illustrator. No one ever found out. Yes. I had that job for a whole year. Yes. No one said anything. Like I was able to like miraculously, like obviously I didn't know Illustrator like as like a pro, but it was an entry level job yeah. and I totally got away with straight up lying. And like my manager, yeah. I think he kind of knew instinctively because I asked like a lot of, questions that I should have known the answers to had I known Illustrator but it was like things that he could easily be like oh just do this and I'd write it down I would never ask again oh my gosh I actually think that's amazing I like I never thought of doing something like that until I worked with this guy so he when I was a structural designer I worked with this guy and he was talking about like you know career advancement and whatever he was trying to give me advice he was such a sweetheart I was like oh thank you but yeah so he he applied for a job that was like 3D design and he had never used the software. And so he found out what the software was and then he studied before he went and did that job and just like basically learned on the go. But I honestly think that's so smart. And realistically, a lot of people lie on their resume to get jobs. Like you really do. Like there is so much competition to get jobs. If you don't lie, or whatever, you may not get a job. And like, at the end of the day, if they hire, if they go through the process of actually hiring you, and then bringing you on and training you or whatever, the likelihood of them firing you is really small, because then they have all this work to go and find another person. So they actually do want to keep you. And if you can like, (laughs) you know, just patch the holes of where you lied within that period of time, you're probably fine. I literally Literally, think that's so smart. Yeah, no. I have like a rule of thumb. Like if you're doing a job that like the likelihood of someone dying from you making a mistake is very low, then I think it's totally okay to just be because I knew Photoshop like I was certified in Photoshop and I was in my mind, I'm like, Adobe programs are all kind of the same, right? They're all very similar. They're all very similar. It's easy to learn one after you know the other and like knowing Photoshop really well helped me. And now I know I Illustrator, back of my hand. If you asked me to use Photoshop today, my brain would stutter for a little bit. And I could could still use it, but I haven't used it in so long. And also, like, a lot of what I do is in graphic... I do graphic design and I use Procreate a lot too for my illustration work. And Photoshop just kind of, it's not convenient for me anymore. Sorry to say, guys, like, I love (laughs) Adobe. Don't get me wrong. But Illustrator is, like, 
graphic design work, I'll use Illustrator for that. But yeah. Photoshop is kind of like, for me, it's kind of obsolete now because it's like, yeah. like, oh, it's so convenient. And it's like very user friendly for, I would recommend it to people who don't know a digital art at all. It's very user friendly yeah. and simple. Yeah, it is very simple. I was very impressed when I first started using Procreate. I was just like, damn. It's like a baby Photoshop at yes. your fingertips, which is so crazy. I was just like, damn, this is like, <laughs> this is like a life changer, really. Like, oh, yeah. I, was just like, I, I never went back to Photoshop after I got Procreate, which is so funny because yeah. Photoshop has like so much more that you can do with it, but it's not yeah. really necessary if you're an illustrator. It's just not yeah. like if, yeah. if you do illustration or, you know, whatever you do, like it's really... There's a lot and like Photoshop is cool for photo edits. Like if you if you're a photographer and you're trying to do some really artsy stuff, yeah. I would highly recommend yeah. learning Photoshop because you could yeah. do some really cool stuff. Yeah. But yeah, but, definitely photos like camera yeah. raw for anyone who knows Photoshop, like that's where I go. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really cool, but I I love Procreate. But yeah, no, it, rule of thumb, if if your job, which if you're an artist, it likely it's likely you're not going to kill anyone unless you're going for a job that's yeah. literally like, if you're making like safety signs or something, I don't know, like you safety hazard yeah. posters, <laughs> then maybe, maybe don't lie. But also yeah. like, even that it's like, can you I really think they still give you like the rules for the safety thing. Like you have to have this. So, you know, anyways. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, no, I can't. I still can't believe I did that. I still think about that, and I'm like, oh my god, like who was that person? Like I think about my old. I self totally and I'm validate like, you for that, honestly. I'm like, yeah, you got this, girl. I totally validate anyone who does that, honestly. Like, right on. I, I totally do. I really wish that I had of like you know, had that in me, honestly. Oh my, I don't anymore. That's the thing. I want to go back five years. I want to get in the time machine. I want to go back five years to me. And I'm going to be like, I wish I was more like you, but I'm not anymore. And I'm scared. I would never lie on a resume today and be like, yeah, I know. Cause like just the other day, like, well, I'm not applying for jobs, obviously, because I, you know, I'm like much like you, I'm trying to do freelance and get my own business off the ground because I can't stand corporate jobs. So you talked a little bit about uh, like being on a journey to find your niche, your art niche. And I'm curious, like what kind of things have you done? Cause I'm looking and you guys can't see her, but I can, I'm looking, I see like a little painting behind you. Is that a painting or is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It I keep looking at it and I'm like, I need to buy a print. That's beautiful. Are you going to sell prints? Is- Yes. So I'm, I'm like working my way up to selling prints, but this is actually a digital print on canvas. So my plan for this one actually was to paint over top. I was just going to say that I read your mind. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm literally, sometimes we are twins. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say you should like paint on top of it, but I didn't want to. Yeah. That was literally my plan because I still feel very attached to like the traditional artist portion of myself and like that being a part of my identity Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, because I part of the reason why I got into digital art was because it's so simple to do it while you travel. Yeah, and you don't have to clean up paint. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, and like, don't even I get was, me started. Oh no. my god! When I was like, when I was thinking about going to England and all that kind of stuff, my boyfriend first of all was like, 
you cannot bring your pain. Like, what's wrong with you, <laughs> you know? And so he was like, okay, you have to, like, you have to do digital. I am not, I'm not having pain. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, he, is, he is very different for me, but like, you know, I'm just, I'm so much an artist. I'm just like... I don't know what's wrong with you, mate, but like I require paint or something. Otherwise, I'm going to go mental, you know, like this is yeah. not going to end well for you. <laughs> and so he was like, OK, fine. So he, he ended up getting me the iPad. So I was like, yes, my life, my life is now going to be fine. I'm not going to like annoy the crap out of you because <laughs> I'm also one of those type of people that have to do something. If I'm not doing something, I feel very like, you know unbalanced or something like yeah. that like which is probably like I think we touched on this a little bit before which is probably a result of capitalism and like that pressure to constantly do something yeah but I also get bored very easily and I just well, want to there's other things too I, this is something that we've talked about on the podcast previously too some people just have to have something going on and something that I've said many times is like I you know I'm a spiritual person but I can't meditate I can't just like sit there you know I'm not like gonna you know sit on a rock in the mountains and just like cross my cross my legs and just empty no my meditation <laughs> is through art Medi painting doing whatever yes. that's how I clear my my mind that is like the healthiest thing for me and if yes. I try to meditate and by not doing anything it, it my brain will just keep going Yes. So, I, yeah I think that's so valid and I have like I've talked about this a little bit on my TikTok account but like I truly believe that art heals you and yes. there's scientific you know data and studies and whatever to prove that it does really help you and I think that you know when I was struggling so much with my mental health I do think that art was a part of my healing process absolutely like, because it just it really does for some reason like what you're experiencing, if you can't like release it into the world with words and truly, I truly believe that like no one can actually feel what you feel. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I feel something inside me, you can never feel that. You can never truly feel that. And even if I explain it like, oh, I feel sad. Well, <laughs> you know, that doesn't actually give you any kind of like, you know, feeling of what I would feel. But yeah, when you look at art and experience art, it causes an emotional reaction in the body. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just so special. And like when, like for me, when I release that and I make a piece of art, I just feel like this weight has been lifted off my body. It is a crazy experience. And like, I was really young when I first experienced that when I was like, I would have like really emotional times and I was very stressed out or like dealing with something that I like, I guess I didn't know how to deal with emotionally. And I just like expressed it through my art. And all of a sudden, after I was finished, I was just like, wow, like my entire world world was lighter. And I felt like this crazy sense of like freedom. Yeah. And it was just, it was just so odd. It was so odd for me at that time also, because like, I was raised very unspiritually, like very mm -hmm. anti-spiritually. So it yeah. was, yeah, so it was so odd for me to have a spiritual experience. And then also at that time, not really share it with my family because they're very like, how should I say this? <laughs> like you're brainwashed if you're spiritual yeah no, yeah I totally yeah which is like harsh and crazy 
because I do, I do now believe that like having spirituality as a part of your life is kind of essential to existence. Like you don't have spirituality. Like what do you have? What do you actually believe in? And like, unfortunately for a lot of like, I think a lot of like white communities, it becomes capitalism. Like your spirituality is capitalism because you still like, at least in my circumstance, like they still celebrate like Christmas and like Christian holidays, but there's no like, but I'm (laughs) anti-spiritual. So I just buy into the capitalist purchasing on those holidays, which is so crazy. But yeah, so it was it was super new and crazy for me to have a spiritual experience. But I think that it really helps me like generally in my life and through my healing journey and like feeling valid. Yeah. For creating art and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people misconstrue what spirituality is because a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not spiritual. And I, I want to say like, to an extent, everybody is because spirituality, that's like the beauty of it is it looks different for everyone. It's not the same as a religion where you get a book that outlines everything. It's everybody kind of feels it's like more, it's like more a feeling than like, you know, getting a book and having everything outlined for you. If you have this, like, you know, this feeling, or if when you make art, you feel this release of like everything that you were worrying about and everything that you like were feeling that was negative, everything that you you know, wanted to release and get rid of if you put it into a painting and you can physically feel it like come out of your body. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're not like religious, you're not whatever it is, like, because I know some people are like, oh, I'm religious, so I'm not spiritual, you can still have spiritual experiences and still believe whatever you want to believe. And that's like what I think the beauty of like being a spiritual person is because like for me like my beliefs like are going to be completely different from literally anyone else in the entire world. And that's fine. You know, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah. We don't yeah. all have to believe in the same thing. Like, yeah. that's like the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so valid. And like, it definitely is a very personal experience, but it really, it really like accepting that for myself and like validating myself for having that has really changed a lot of my life. Yeah. And like allowed me to, to like own that part of me and be, be like happy with that. And connecting it to my art, of course, like, I'm like, yeah, this is so amazing. And it all kind of makes sense. Like, as soon as I kind of became older, and like, started thinking about art as a form of healing, and like, reading all these studies and whatever, I was just like, wow, this makes so much sense. Like, this yeah. is why I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I should, I should be a lot more crazy. Like, I feel pretty sane. Like, wow. There is an episode of Artwise I'm gonna recommend it to you. It hasn't come yes. out yet. Like us talking right now, it yes. hasn't come out yet. But by the time your episode comes out, it will have come out already. But it's a Rochelle Lum's episode. She's actually in school to be an art therapist, and she goes really yes. in depth on like how healing art can be and like That's why is healing. And you know, it's yeah. really, it's really like I, I definitely recommend listening to that episode. That was a really fun one. Um, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I love that. I. I also recently discovered art therapy and I was just like, damn, like, I love that. I really, really love that. I think that's so amazing that that exists in the world. And like, yeah, I was just like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. I've been looking for an art therapist to like, just to see, because I think I would really, you know, people like artists inherently anything with the word art in it. They're like, Ooh, what's that? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, if I can do therapy and not have to talk and just paint a picture. (laughs) 
that'd be great. Gosh, you yeah. still have to talk, but it, you know, well, you know what I mean. But like when I first heard really, that, I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds really yes. cool. But yeah, yeah, you know. no, that's definitely cool. I love that. So just, I have a couple more questions. We're about to be out of time, but like I'm gonna ask two more because I I didn't get to everything. So if you ever want to come back for a part two, let me know. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. That would be cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I really wanted to ask you is like what your future plans were in terms of building out your career as a freelancer. Like, what do you have yeah. in the works? If it's top secret, don't mention it. But oh, no, anything it's cool. you're, you're cool with being it's public. Cool. So, you know, I have some stuff that's top secret. Wouldn't mention it, public, mention it publicly on here. But anything that like you you know, are willing to share about yeah, yeah, plans, absolutely. So plans. <laughs> so yeah, so my future as a brand designer is actually going to be built into a business. So I'm going into business with my boyfriend. And so that is going to be a long, crazy journey. And so that's kind of in the development right now where we're building the foundation of our business. And so I will be doing brand design in the amongst of that business. And then he's probably going to end up managing and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's where that side of my life is kind of going right now. And nothing, nothing has been public about that. So sneak peek guys, but that'll definitely come up. But I I also don't really associate being a brand designer very closely to my art, because I do see it. I do see it as very different. Like, I feel like I'm in a very different mind frame when I'm designing brands than when I'm creating art. Well, cause it's not yeah. for you. It's for somebody else. It's my favorite thing. So what about your, like your paintings and your illustration? Like, do you have plans for those? Are you going to like mix them together or are they going to be like separate? Yeah. So as far as my digital art, I, I do really still feel like I'm finding myself as an artist because it's been so long or I feel like it's been so long since I've really like saw myself as an artist and like really kind of went for it because I've never been in the mind frame where I believe that I could make this into something. And so I'm really just, I like, I feel like I'm finding my style. I feel like I'm finding my voice as an artist and just kind of going through pieces of art to, in a way, in a way, I feel like I'm finding myself like through my art. And so I'm just kind of writing that. (laughs) I'm just kind of writing that for right now. And like, I have had quite a few requests on TikTok about prints and that sort of thing. So I'm kind of like feeling under pressure. I absolutely need a print of the painting behind you. 100%. Yeah. Like, I can't. I'm like so glad you moved it. But also, I have not been staring at you. I've just been staring at the painting the whole time. (laughs) No, that's cool. The painting is way more interesting than me. You gotta look at the painting. <laughs> no, it's really no, beautiful. It's, I actually, like, I I need you to send me the brushes you used. Like, did, what brushes? You're, did you, you know use? what? You know what? Though, this is actually funny. So, I actually, I only use stock Procreate brushes. Basically, are you kidding? Yeah. No. I'm not joking. I've made a few custom brushes myself, but this is all. This one right here is all stock procreate brushes okay you gotta first of all you need to sell the ones that you made yourself you need to sell them because i will buy them i i've spent an ungodly amount of money on procreate brushes it's like my my favorite thing to collect i like literally i will buy them i'm like i don't know how you did that with the default brushes i'm like how okay 
Okay. I'm a, I'm a little bit crazy though. Like this thing took me like 50 hours probably. I believe it. That. I'm not, that does not phase yeah. me at all for one like, second. <laughs> I have, <laughs> if anyone who follows me on TikTok, you'll know that I posted a video about this art piece that I haven't yet finished. It's about a quarter of the way done and the size never calculates because the file is so large and I have so many strokes already on the canvas and I'm about 54 hours. I think it's 54 hours in and I'm hardly done, but it's, it's crazy. If you haven't seen it, it's like, I don't know. I don't think I've I have no idea if we, if we are like, or if we're not, then comment on like my most recent video and I will literally follow you because I I gotta like go through my social media and follow you because I gotta keep up to date on stuff because I absolutely oh that's so cool it's crazy so like each oh my iPad just died damn but each individual like little leaf on the bodies Uh was hand rendered yeah so (laughs) <laughs> I spent most of that time hand rendering like thousands and thousands of tiny little leaves and I zoom right in so you can see the pixels so I can so I render directly pixel by pixel which is a little bit extreme and when you print that baby if you don't print it large enough you probably won't notice yeah. but I have this like I have this obsession with detail like it has to be super detailed and like super like yeah I just like I can't I feel like I didn't do anything or I didn't do enough or whatever and I just like it's like an obsession of mine where I'm just I'm the same way and I you know I did the same thing like recently where well not recently this was like over a year ago now actually but like I went into procreate and I did this like sky full of like night stars and like I'm an idiot like there's totally brushes for this but I individually drew all these little stars and on my iPad it looked so beautiful and then like I you know saved it as a ping and I was like so disappointed because you literally can't see any of the detail because like it's just not as high quality as like when it's in procreate and I'm like I just wasted so much time but you know I had to do it and it looks good in procreate and I'll literally go out of my way to show people and I'll like zoom in in procreate I'll be like look how good this looks and it would look good if I printed it really big on like a canvas or something but (laughs) yeah yeah when you like- post it on Instagram, it's like all the details just gone and it's like, oh. I know, yeah, I've I've definitely had trouble with that, like displaying to like an audience of how detailed it actually is and like how much work I actually spent on there. Because I think a lot of like, a lot of TikTok is just so quick that like you only see the finished piece for like two seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just how it the social media and stuff is. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. We're yeah. we should probably start to try and wrap it up. I do have one Let's one last it. question that should hopefully be like a quick one, but I ask it to everyone. So obviously you can't be an exception. You have to like suffer the last the final <laughs> last question that gets asked to everyone this season. Yeah, which is cool. if you could tell your younger self anything like regarding your art career your career as an artist what would it be and I'm talking like younger self like before you became an artist type deal like before you that was your career before that was your life 
well not your life but you know what I mean before before you were where you are if you could tell your younger self anything like what would you tell them oh my gosh okay so I would probably tell myself like (laughs) like not to believe the people that are telling you that you'll never make it just to like like keep going and you know don't let your dreams die because of other people and the way that other people perceive you and see you because they don't actually know your true potential that's good advice I like that (laughs) it is officially self-promo time everyone listening if if you guys are still listening this far into the episode you have to go give Amanda a follow like her art is literally so beautiful I've been staring at this painting behind her the entire call like oh my god like how did she do that I was seriously I thought I was gonna get like the whole trick I thought you were gonna send me the brushes and I was gonna be able to do it too but now that I know that you just use the default brushes I'm like oh well I not a chance not a chance for me I'm I'm SOL in terms of making art like that I thought you were gonna give me a magic brush that was gonna do all this for me Uh (laughs) but yeah the floor is yours. Anything that you want to promote, your business, any cool projects you're working on, Kickstarters, GoFundMes, literally anything you want to promote. Now it's time. Floor is yours. Yeah. Okay. So my Instagram is at recessive hearts. And so is my TikTok. And that is actually the only way that you can connect with me right now. I do hope to have a website up soon. And I also have, as I mentioned before, been having a bunch of print requests. So I'm kind of working on that right now to get some prints to people. I also have an obsession with print quality because of my educational background. (laughs) And so I'm kind of just deciding where to get these things printed because I really don't like print on demand, which I've, for anyone who follows me on TikTok, you already know that. I'm like, never, never, ever will I do print on demand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to find something that's like, really beautiful quality because I I really care about that piece of art that sits in your home. It's going to, you know, become a part of your life and like influence you and become, you know, and I think that that's so special that someone would take my art and put it in their home because they connect with it so like much that just like touches me so, so deeply. So yeah, definitely like TikTok and Instagram. I'm more active on TikTok, of course, because I think Instagram kind of sucks (laughs) and I don't have like a super photogenic like existence. So so TikTok is my baby and yeah, I will have updates on there about my website and like my prints and kind of the goings on of that. But yeah. And so I also wanted to say thank you to anyone who has like talked to me about prints. Like, damn, I'm super flattered. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything you wanted to add before we wrap it up? I think that's, I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Amanda, for coming on. This episode was literally fantastic. You're an amazing artist. You're going to do big things. I know it. Uh, I'm going to be, I'll be following you every step of the way. And like I said, if you want to come back on for a part two, I still have a bunch of questions left that I didn't get to. So we can definitely do a part two. I think this was amazing. I was super, I was honestly super excited for this podcast. I was just like I have to do a podcast I was like oh my god I just think podcast the idea of podcast for me was just like so fun I was just like oh my gosh you you should make your own podcast what the heck oh my gosh I like I have thought about it but 
right now I'm super not organized enough to like whenever you have time for it whenever you are like oh there's a (laughs) gap of time I'm so bored I don't know what to do just make a podcast it's like so fun cool but definitely definitely part two like actually I would love to I would really love to. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. As always, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, five stars really helps us out. We do have ArtWise merch. We got t-shirts. We got like some hoodies. We got, you know, some stuff. So if you're interested in that, the link to that is in our Instagram bio at ArtWise Podcast. And it's also on my personal website at katemerrymanart.com. And yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, and you have artist friends please let them know about us because we also have a discord for networking and connecting with other artists and that's just the goal of this podcast is to have one big happy community soul family <laughs> so if you're interested in that all of that is pretty much linked in our instagram at artwise podcast in our bio so yeah that's it for this episode thank you again amanda for coming on and i will see all of you guys next tuesday Bye, everyone.